Hey everybody, Brad Stevens here, founder and CEO of Outsource Access. We help companies redefine how they scale with offshore affordable staff from the Philippines. Congrats to all fellow winners of the 2023 Real Leaders Impact Awards. We are proud to be among you. About 10 years ago, I woke up to a major growth problem in my last business. Cash was tight, staff was overwhelmed, and tasks were not getting done. Then I discovered the world of offshore virtual staff in the Philippines where English is their second language, so there is no communication or culture gap. I realized outsourcing wasn't just call centers, it was access to college-educated Filipinos to support sales, marketing, operations, customer service, bookkeeping, personal tasks, and more. And in fact, the first woman I hired in the Philippines at 23 is now an award-winning COO of our entire company. It inspired me to launch Outsource Access. One client and YPO member, Ali Jamal, shared their offshore virtual staff Edison automated processes and saved them over 50,000 per year in the first few weeks. It's about finally getting things done and staff focusing on higher value activities. We've grown by over 2,000% in just three and a half years and will double next year. To receive a complimentary outsourcing playbook customized for your industry and to connect with one of our team here at Outsource Access, just visit RedefineScale.com. That's RedefineScale.com or text the word SCALE to 770-954-8440. Two months after hiring my first staff, she sent me a picture of shoes she bought for low-income children because of the opportunity. And now we support thousands of families and the environment with United Nations SDG projects. I'm proud we've grown with impact. To learn more, visit RedefineScale.com. Hello, friends. Laura McKinney here, your co-host for the Real Leaders podcast. I am so happy you're here tuning in today. And as always, you are in for a treat. Got some amazing pearls of wisdom coming your way, so make sure to share and review after you take a listen. Let's do this. And we are live. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to our Real Leaders LinkedIn Live. And we are here today with Sally Hurley, the CEO of VIP Desk Connect. And we got connected through LinkedIn, ironically enough. Um, She was reading our magazine, The Real Leaders Magazine, posted about it. And we connected with her, read a little bit about her and what she does. And we're really excited to have you today on our LinkedIn Live podcast, Sally. So welcome. Thank you so much. I'm excited to be here. This is my first LinkedIn Live. So very exciting. Big day. Big day. Um, to kick it off, you know, I just want to give our audience a little bit of, you know, context of who VIP Desk Connect is. Well, thank you first for having me. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, and I can tell you a little bit. So VIP Desk Connect, we provide outsourced uh, BPO services in the form of customer service primarily. Uh, we're based in the U.S. and we have team members in uh, about 40 of the U.S. states. So our clients outsource to us when they're looking to work on elevating the customer experience. Okay, very good. And what about you? What got you involved in this type of work? How long have you been doing it? What's kind of your story to CEO? Well, it's in, in some ways, it's a bit of a um, similar story to many. I was part of an organization that provided concierge services and we had raised outside money and then we were acquired. And uh, I worked inside of uh, the company that acquired us for a few years. And then uh, they looked to spin off the customer service portion of the business. And uh, 
um, we were able to work out a scenario where I was able to take that part of the business and continue on with it um, as its own entity uh, with a focus on uh, outsourced customer service, um, waving goodbye to the concierge world, but taking kind of that DNA with me. So it's a, a business with sort of nine lives. It was started in a staffing business in office buildings, then evolved to a loyalty offering. Like I said, then acquired, then I spun off and here we are. So wow, it's been quite the journey. Yeah, and you know, the customer service and customer experience industry, you know, I, I'd love to learn a little bit more about that um, and how you really implement, you know, I know you're also a certified B Corp as well. So, you know, how do you implement that type of mentality into a customer service, customer experience industry? Well, it's a, I think if we go back to when we were um, spinning off, uh, the BPO outsourced industry uh, is a competitive one. It is historically, you know, a business that was uh, based in centralized call centers and we knew we were up against um, a bit of a fight in terms of a higher level of service. And coming from a concierge background, uh, that's like almost expecting the impossible to happen. So, you know, I really was looking for something that um, sort of met our values and beliefs that really great service is delivered by people that are taken care of. And what is the proof we could have that, you know, everybody goes out and says, oh yeah, we have great people, yeah. but getting certified as a B Corp is a, you know, a third party rigorous certification. And I felt in the team and I felt that this would give us, you know, really validation of our culture and how we view the connection between how we treat employees, our team members, and then you know what they can do for our clients in terms of service so yeah. it was it was it was it's a worthy amazing uh cause to be a b corp for us it was also a little self-serving yeah <laughs> no i love it i love it and you know i think in every almost in every industry you customer service customer experience is connected somehow some way to almost every type of business. And I think a lot of business leaders, business owners, you know, are trying to find the best ways to take care of their consumer, their customer. You know, what are some top ways that you feel um, can make a customer, consumer feel taken care of? Like, what are the ways to really hone in on that customer service and experience? You know, that's another area. So first we wanted to take, build a culture based on taking care of the team members. Then the next piece is how do they in turn take care of these customers? What is a good customer experience? So we have something we call the great eight. That doesn't sound very glamorous, but it came out of a study we did um, with uh, John Goodman. He's a guru on customer service and we did this lengthy study and out of it came all kinds of amazing nuggets. But one of them I'll give you an example on um, is just honesty. You know, so people, consumers want to know that you are telling the truth. And this is maybe just a sad state of where we are, but you know, mm -hmm. it's also you know reassuring because it's something businesses can do. You can tell the truth about where things stand in 
terms of, at least in the e-commerce world, in terms of shipping and supply shortages and all kinds of um, issues that arise and consumers, you know, appreciate, I think, hearing that. So that's like one easy example. Um, you know, just, you know, I think when I go back to the great eight, I think like this idea that, you know, service is not necessarily that hard to deliver what people are expecting from a great experience um, is really quite simple. It's like they want knowledgeable people and um, but first they want the truth, then they just want to get the answers, right? So that probably is the number two thing. So having the knowledge and we use an AI tool, which just sounds very uh, um, high tech and it is in some degree because we're looking for our team members that's, that might say, hmm, let me look for that for you, or let me see if I can find that. You know, those types of statements are pure and honest, mm -hmm. but they also, they tell us where maybe somebody needs to have more training or where we haven't done a good job in giving them access to the information they need so they can actually right. help the customer. Right, I see, okay. And, you know, I know you said that you have yourself, you know, up across 40 states. Did I hear that right? Employees. Um, and I know you do have like thousands of employees, people working with you. Um, how do you create those like authentic connections, not only, you know, with your employees, also the people you're serving through like such a virtual work environment? Um, how how do you connect with the people you work with and in turn, you're also your customers? You know, it's a, we've been virtual since 2001. So wow. I, some ways I, you know, yeah, so you're DNA. the expert, <laughs> you're the expert on the new world that we're all entering into or have for the past couple of years. So you're, it sounds like you, you are on the frontier <laughs> or have yeah, been. I mean, and we're, we're evolving too, but there's so yeah. many things from, you know, the rhythm of our meetings, giving everybody proper airtime. I mean, I think a lot of the things we do you would do if you're together anyway. You just have to be a little bit more um, thoughtful about it, making sure that there's an agenda that gives people airtime. Yeah. Um, and you know, if you ask me pre-pandemic, we would have said, you know, we require everyone to be on camera. Well, now we know some people don't have great days, and we're like, okay, you don't have to be yeah. on camera every day. Um, but we do a lot of things to build connection with people and. I mean, from the smallest thing of our daily huddles, we start out with what we're grateful for. Yeah. Um, and you're not allowed to say the weather, even though sometimes <laughs> you want to. It's, yeah. it's the little things about getting to know each other like you would around a water cooler. Yes. I mean, they're just those little things. And then we do what everybody else does. We have book clubs and activities okay. and, you know, chat rooms where we are topic based like pets and, hmm. you know, we, we just mimic what you would do together, try to do the best, the best that we can in a virtual version of that. Yeah, I love that. And then with your customer, your consumer, how do you authentically connect to them? Because if I'm not mistaken, you, I mean, you're doing your, it's human to human, it's not automated. Um, am I correct in right. saying that? Yeah. Yep. So you know, what, what's, I'm sure that makes a huge, a world of difference for a lot of people who are used to having a more automated process. So, you know, when you're speaking with your customer and consumer, you know, how, how do you make it a really human connection to know that they're being heard by a person and it's not automated, all of that? 
I think it's like a lot of the basics that you would have, even if you were together about, you know, really, really listening and repeating what you've heard and, yeah. and, you know, not necessarily following a script. I think that's part of that concierge DNA that yeah. you don't want to talk to somebody who asks you to repeat the same things over and over and yes. talks to you like a robot. And if you've mentioned, oh my gosh, you know, my, how's your day? You know, my, oh, I just jumped in the car and I just took my kids to the doctor and back again and my hair's on fire. Like to acknowledge what you're hearing about another human being's existence. Right. You know, I imagine you're feeling very, you know, overwhelmed at the moment or just some little type of connection to bring humanity to the forefront. Because quite often yeah. people are calling customer service, especially over the last two years, they're already frazzled. Um, yeah. And it may have nothing to do with us, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. or the brand that we're answering for. So that's part of it, you know, yeah. of course, you know, it's really like teaching people how to just use common sense in terms of human connection yeah with, with another person right it's crazy how sometimes it, it's not common sense for for some you know and i think we all we can all get in our own heads in our in our own way sometime you know and we just like have to boil it down and be like hey like we'll just have a conversation it's okay <laughs> you know <laughs> make it simple make it really simple um so also you know i i know you have like i said several employees you're a, a leader to a very large company you know what are your key leadership styles yourself as ceo what are some things that you think really aid in the success of running your company well i think some of the same things that i just shared are yeah. you know true to my soul really making time to get to know the team building trust i think that's mm -hmm. a, probably my number one I spend 50% of my time uh, with mm -hmm. my team mm -hmm. on a retreat, for example, half of that time is getting to know each other better to build that trust because when things become a little hectic and stressful, yeah. it's nice to know the intention isn't coming from a place of stress. Maybe it's not the, yeah. it's not really their intention. So I just think it's so important. So to, to build trust, mm -hmm. um, to bring in humanity, you'll hear us, use um, kind of this statement of we want to be more human in an industry that's not often yeah. oddly in the customer service industry, <laughs> not that. And so I think really just trying to give people airtime, equal airtime, like I'm highly yeah. sensitive to, mm. you know, we have a lot of women that are executives and all, all people. So if yeah. we're on a call, you know, I don't really see layers and hierarchy and anything like that. You're on a call, you're one of us and you deserve equal airtime. So I will always say so-and-so, Tim, what do you think of that? And yeah. call out to people and try to encourage um, people to just be open and be themselves. Yeah, I love that. I love that. And, you know, since you, you've been in this for for quite some time now in this industry, you know, what do you think is the future of customer service, customer experience? Like, where do you see it going? What is your hope for it? Well, my hope for it is that it gets, you know, technology is forever improving. So I think mm -hmm. there's space for all of it. You know, you don't wanna talk to a person to find out where your order is. Yeah. You should be able to just look that up, right? Mm -hmm. It should be on your terms as a customer. And then when you do have something that's really uh, complicated or you don't really know and you just need guidance, 
that's where that experience, you know, I'd rather see businesses spend their money on fewer, uh, more, uh, you know, value building kind of interactions and still work in the technology. So, you know, yeah. the future, I think texting would be, hmm. it, we are using it. I just think it's going to be far easier to get what you need and you can text with somebody just like you check text with your friends or yeah. their brands already doing it. We do it on a limited scale, but yeah. I think, I think that's maybe in the immediate future. Anyway. Okay. Yeah. makes sense. That makes sense. And you know, what would be your advice to somebody who wants to get into the industry? They don't know where to start, but they're curious about it. They're interested in it. And it, it kind of, it, it, it is very inspiring to them. Like where do they start in this industry? If they want to work in it or run. <laughs> Ooh, both. How about both? First work in it and then run. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there are so many opportunities to work in customer service. I think okay. even if you are, I have a teenager, like even working um, in restaurants and retail, your local, that'll give you a little bit of a foundation. And I think college students, it's, 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 it's a nice fit to augment when you have other things happening in your life, like whether you're a student or you're a military spouse or you're, you know, a, a stay-at-home mom, you could work in. That can turn into a career, of course. And that's mm -hmm. in our industry. A lot of people come in um, from hospitality, especially in our business. We have executives and team members that come out of the hotel industry. Mm -hmm. So, hospitality mm -hmm. in general, I think, yeah. is 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 one way in and then to run the business i mean there's so much competition with offshore if you go back in history like 15 or 20 years ago it's like businesses sent this kind of work offshore and it's like oh it's terrible and then it kind of swung yeah. back onshore and now it's a bit of a hybrid where you know it doesn't really matter where you are on the planet great service is great service so i think right you know, stepping into it, having eyes wide open with technology. You know, some people want to talk to a human, some people don't. Mm -hmm. uh, blending your operating costs from offshore to onshore. We're very focused on the U.S. because that's, yeah. um, you know, what our clients are looking for. But we have partners mm -hmm. offshore that are phenomenal. So yeah. if I were going to go start it new tomorrow, I probably would have a combination of capabilities. Okay. Yeah, that's the key. That's the key. And, um, you know, one question that we ask everybody that comes on and our, our last question is, what is your definition of a real leader? I mean, I think a real leader is someone who is always learning, right? It's one of the reasons I carried around the magazine. I carry around I'm like a dinosaur. I carry around the newspaper sections for a week. It's like, yeah always learning, always mm. absorbing, always improving. Mm. I love that. I don't think, you know, it's never too old school to carry around a newspaper or magazines. <laughs> There's nothing like it. There is nothing like it. And yes, I know the future is very digital, but uh, there's something about being able to, to highlight something or write a note with the pencil and, and just, you know, make it yours. So I, I respect that. <laughs> I love it, yeah. I love it. It's, yeah. It gives me great comfort. That's right. Yeah, it's a nice accessory. It looks good on the bookshelf, too. Uh, yeah, it doesn't hurt. 
But um, Sally, thank you so much for coming on today. It was such a pleasure. I know our audience is going to love this and um, you've dropped so many pearls of wisdom for us today. So we really appreciate you taking the time. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Yeah, of course. All right, everybody. And thank you for tuning in to the Real Leaders Live LinkedIn and podcast. We will talk soon. Hey, Real Leaders. Thank you again for taking your valuable time to listen today. If you just can't get enough, make sure to check out our magazine. And if you go online to realleaders.com today, you're going to get the first 30 days for free where you'll be able to access all of our magazines, courses, and live events from some of the top thought leaders around the world. All you have to do is go online to real-leaders.com and click the subscribe button in the top right corner to get your free 30-day trial right now. That's real-leaders.com. Thanks again for tuning in, and as always, keep it real.